Do, 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 Power Hour. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Magic Gassy Power Hour. As always, I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm Jordan, and I'm joined by one of my best buds over here. Hi, hi. I'm Jeremy from the Magic Geekdom, and I've been sick. I sound real good still. <laughs> oh, well, you, you're powering through to record the podcast. I'm trying. I'm trying. We postponed this from a few days ago because I was even more sick than I am right now. Man, like, how bad was it? Like, how bad did, like, did you not oh. have a voice? Uh, part of the time I pretty much didn't have a voice, no. Oh, those are, like, the worst sinus infections. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I was supposed to go to a meeting at my work for, like, two hours on Saturday morning, and I didn't call, and I went and showed up, and my boss told me pretty much immediately, just go home. It's like, why didn't you call me before? I'm just like, I don't know. It was a meeting. I thought it might be important. She's like, I'll just talk to you about it when you come back. Don't worry about it. Go home. (laughs) Which which, uh, she probably should have responded. Uh, That's okay. This meeting could easily just be an email. I'll just email you. (laughs) Like all meetings more than likely need to be. That's true. Possible. (laughs) But man, it's been a couple of weeks, a little bit longer since we recorded last. Yeah, the the spooky season's over. It is, and I am sad. It is. It is sad to see it go, and everyone's throwing up the Christmas already. Which you know, more power to to you if that makes you happy. Yeah, I I don't mind it myself personally. I um I also think that it's funny how uh, people get bent out of shape that Christmas like Christmas stuff gets sold early, like. Like, there's no rule that Christmas stuff can only be on display from December 1st to December 25th. Like, yeah. there's... I, I And I think it's hilarious whenever... Because uh, stores have to sell stuff. Yep. And a lot of stores, especially hobby stores, put their Christmas decorations out for sale in, like, August. Also and, true. And people get really mad where it's like, this is just too early. I'm like, do you not realize that these companies are trying to get early sales? Yeah. Like, I, I just don't understand why people are mad at a company for selling an item. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that even sort of bothers me is, like, Christmas music for, like, two months. Oh, and I God. like Christmas music, but, like, I don't know. I love Start Christmas. that on the day after Thanksgiving. I, I'm guilty. I've already listened to Christmas music and I will own up to every single second of listening to Christmas music. I, we actually had at one of my, uh, at my job, we had, um, a really big argument last year. Cause one of our, one of my coworkers came in and he was humming a Christmas song and it was before Thanksgiving. And then a couple of our other, uh, coworkers were like, no, you can't do that until after Thanksgiving. Like, hold on. First off, where is that a written rule somewhere? Yeah, it's not a rule. <laughs> and he's like, well, you should sing, sing Thanksgiving songs. And I was like, find me a Thanksgiving song that isn't sung by Adam Sandler, and then I'll then I'll think about it. So it sparked this entire argument of uh, Christmas music versus Thanksgiving music. And the people who were pro-Thanksgiving, I was like, find me an album's worth of Thanksgiving music. And I'll then I'll uh, I'll think about it. I also uh, said this full full knowing that uh, was it uh, Arlo Guthrie's Alice's Restaurant is an entire like Thanksgiving album. 
Oh, I guess I didn't realize that. Oh. Yeah, so, um, but I don't think they knew that, and I wasn't going to tell them. Yeah. So, they went on this incredible, like, this two-hour-long Google search to find various songs to make a mixtape of Thanksgiving songs. And I said, well, congratulations. I'm like, you you did it. I'm still not going to not listen to Christmas music. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I think it's my one you've experienced it as well. My music retail life that made me go, oh, Christmas music, no. Mm-hmm. Having to hear it every day I was working for like a month and a half. I didn't mind it whenever whenever I was working at the, the corporate music stores that, uh, that I worked at. At least at the CD store I work at now, we're like a mom and pop store. So I, I, can, choo- I can choose what I want to listen to. So if I'm in the mood for a Christmas album, I'll put on a Christmas album. But I try yeah. to keep it I try to keep it quirky. Like I try to keep it I try to stay away from the standards. Like even, as much as I enjoy the standards, I try to play something like um like I've been really digging uh JD McPherson's Christmas album Socks. Oh, okay. Last year. Um so I was playing that. But I whenever I'm at the store, I don't put it on uh until december i at least give give my customers to december 1st yeah because i know that they're subject to that music elsewhere and i'm like i get it but if i wanted to play it tomorrow i could yeah well there's Um, plenty of it that i like it's just i feel like i get barraged with the stuff that i think is the played out stuff that i don't that i'm kind of just mids on and that's it i don't know but there's a lot of it that i like I uh, I also think it's funny how um, the people who are like, no, we have to have Thanksgiving first, are like, I never hear that argument from anywhere else other than America, because we're I think we're pretty much the only country who's celebrating a Thanksgiving at the end of November. Yeah, because Canada's in October, I think. Yeah, and... I mean, right after Christmas, I can only assume that people in the UK are just, uh, are after Halloween, people in the UK are ready for Christmas. Yeah. So, I, like, how, 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 yeah. So, I don't, well, they have Guy Fox Day. That's true, they they do have Guy Fox Day. Yeah, they can wait a few days, get a little bit more mischief out, and then they're ready for Christmas. So, I, I think it's weird how, like, whenever people are, are, oh, we have to have Thanksgiving first, it's this very pro-american centric of well i celebrate thanksgiving so therefore we have to have thanksgiving first well okay sure that's fine whatever all right man yeah listen i'm not gonna not eat food on thanksgiving if i put my my christmas decorations up early yeah which i did i gave myself an extra week of halloween i let the halloween stay up and then i said you know what i don't feel like decorating my or undecorating my mantle putting up the regular pictures for two weeks and then throwing up the christmas decorations that's totally fair oh this so this was a move of pure laziness that's fine we haven't put up anything we don't have tons of stuff other than a tree but yeah right i haven't put a tree up i i, I won't put a tree up until december because you'll get a you like getting them real trees. Yeah, man, I do. But now I'm kind of really seriously contemplating just dropping like the hundred bucks on on an artificial tree. 
Ours is purple. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do, man. I haven't figured it figured it out yet. Did uh did you end up doing anything crazy on Halloween? Uh no, we watched Halloween and no one came to our house. Oh we no. Did, we did buy some candy, but no one came to our apartment. Oh no. Did you return the candy? No, we just ate it. <laughs> we bought weird. Reese's because it was like something that we, we knew we'd eat later. <laughs> just in case we don't have any, let's get something that we like. Yep, basically. Um, so yeah, we watched Halloween and then we watched a bunch of extras on the Halloween Blu-ray and that was that was kind of it. Nice. Essentially, I think all the extras on the Halloween Blu-ray. We're talking about the 77 Halloween, yeah. right? Okay, cool. I didn't know if we were talking about the 2018. No, I haven't purchased the 2018 one, but I liked the 2018 one a lot. It was good. I liked it. Uh, and then I started... I know you started as well rewatching the Star Wars movies because Rise of Skywalker is out in just about a month now. Mm-hmm. A little bit over a month. Yeah, yeah, I uh, figured I should get a jump on that. And you know, for I, I actually had this thought cross my mind earlier today, and I wish I had started watching it earlier. Um, because I, I'm sure someone somewhere has already done this. But I was thinking, what if you watched the entirety of everything that has been released for Star Star Wars in chronological order? So, like, episode one, episode two, the Clone Wars movie, then the entirety of the Clone Wars series. The Gendi-Tartakovsky Clone Wars. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about those. So those two, episode three... Then you have uh, Rebels. And, and Mandalorian then, now. Well, Mandalorian Oh, wait, no, that's, not, that's post-Jedi. That's after. Yeah, that's it's right. post-Jedi. Sorry. Which we'll talk a little bit more about that yeah. uh, here in a little bit. Uh, so, Rogue Rebels. One, Solo. Well, Solo and Rebels. Rogue One, uh, Rogue One uh, New Hope, Empire, Jedi. Uh, if you want to go ahead and play the Shadows of the Empire video game somewhere between uh, Empire and Jedi, oh, I and, won't stop you. And between, you know, New Hope and Empire, uh, the holiday special. Oh, that's right. How could I forget the holiday special? Because I love it so much. And I say that unironically. It's bad, but... It's oh, yeah. Oh, it's bad. terrible. Oh, it's terrible. I it's enjoy the bad. hell out of every minute of it. It's, I've seen it in the theater once. It was great. God, I am jealous. I would love. I would pay twelve fifty to go see that in the theater. Uh, I think the guy that ran like the original like fan site for it lives in like Portland or the Vancouver, Washington area where we used to live. And every year they play it at this theater in Vancouver. And we only went one year, but it was pretty fun. Kara hadn't seen cool. it at that point. What a way to be introduced to that! Yeah, man. We left and I'm she's like, what was that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's the Christmas special. Uh, or the holiday oh, special. Dude. But yes, then Empire, then Jedi, then yep. Mandalorian. Yep. And then Force Awakens returned to, or I mean, Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Yeah. And then Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are doing at the... Uh, AMC, I think it's AMC over in Disney Springs. They're doing all the movies 
in in order. I mean, theoretically, until, yeah, that sounds great. Oh, you know, depending on how much it cost, I would be like maybe up for it because I would just like take a nap during some of them. Mm. Or, That's fair. Like, I'm guaranteed this this seat, right? I'm gonna go walk around Disney Springs or something. Yeah, <laughs> constitutional. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So far, I've watched three. I've watched episodes one through three. Oh, Jordan, those prequels. Yeah, they're they're not good. They're, they're not rough. good. I defend them. I defend them, but they're not good. Um. I'm halfway through uh, Revenge of the Seth right now. I think I've come to the conclusion that episode one is better than I remember it from the last time. Attack of the Clones is just as bad as I remember it from the last time. And I think that uh, Revenge of the Sith might be worse than I remember it. Really? Interesting. Like, I, I don't... Like, I'm confident in telling you that Attack of the Clones is the worst live-action Star Wars movie. I I would agree with that. Uh, that is probably my least favorite. Like, hardly anything happens. It has the terrible love story. Um, it's just not good. Uh, At least episode I'm one had Darth Maul. Kind of teetering between episode three and one, which one I think is better. I used to easily tell you it's three, and now I'm like, I don't know. They were... They're kind of equal to me. Mm, I think I, I think I'm still going to go with episode three. I I think that's still my pick of out of that trilogy. Yeah, I'd go episode three. Because one is bad, but it's sort of fun. Bad. Mm-hmm. That's where the stuff that's bad in three isn't very fun to me. The mm, stuff in the that's three fair. that's good is pretty good. But the stuff that's bad isn't that fun. And let's like, be let's be clear. When we say the stuff in three is good, we're just really talking about you and McGregor's Obi Wan Kenobi, right? And um, you know, the Emperor. Palpatine. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's pretty good through most of it. And He's fun, I guess I want to say Sam Jackson, but Sam Jackson's actually fairly bad in it. Yeah. But he is Sam Jackson, so. But it's mostly just Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan, which is why I'm still pretty excited about there being an Obi-Wan show, because he's the best part of those prequel movies. No, I I agree. I, um... Well, I guess we can just go ahead and, like, segue into, like, our our main topic. or Because well, you could watch all of these movies now. Yeah. Disney Plus. So as of yesterday... Uh, Disney has officially launched their Disney streaming service, Disney Plus, and uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of a, I guess not a caveat, but uh, like we we originally meant to record on like Sunday or, or Monday, but uh, we we were trying to record before it happened. Uh, yeah, it happened, but uh, we uh, Jeremy wasn't feeling bad or wasn't feeling too good, and I was a little slightly under the weather weather myself so it, we couldn't record until uh right now which as of recording it's wednesday the 13th um so the day after uh i don't know did you wake up early 
just to download Disney Plus and see what was going on? Or was it just kind of like at, at your leisure? It was kind of at my leisure. I was still awake at like midnight. So I was like, hmm. But they're rolling it out at midnight Pacific. So I was like, eh. But I heard that it showed up early. But I didn't try. So um, uh, we hadn't bought into it yet and still technically haven't. I did the the week free. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I don't know. Like, I think it's totally worth the seven bucks. I, yeah, we'll probably eventually get it. Yeah, but I kind of just wanted to see what it was all about. Its interface is fine. It looks like something between Netflix and Apple TV. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So, is that how you're streaming it on an Apple TV? Uh, no, we don't have an Apple TV. Um, our TV has the app, but I didn't know that initially, so I was watching it on our Xbox One. Okay. Which is just kind of a media machine that occasionally I'll play a game on, but most of my games I play PlayStation or Switch, but, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I've only watched a couple of things. Like, let's see. I watched Mandalorian, which I know you watched as well. Yep, yeah, we're definitely going to talk. We're we're we'll save that for the end of the episode in case anybody hasn't seen it yet, so they can avoid the spoilers. Yeah, um, I have watched a few episodes of the new Ducktales because I had only seen like the premiere thing before Mm -hmm. because I like free streamed it because it was online somewhere when it first came out. I really like that show. I think it's great. Yeah, I agree. Um, I watched Flight of the Navigator first, actually. Ooh, that's an interesting first pick. Yeah, something from my childhood that I had not seen in a very long time. I do appreciate that a lot of the things, even ones that were not available in a high-def format, like just DVD, are in HD. In fact, I looked at uh, The Black Cauldron, which I haven't watched yet, but it's never been available on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Is in like the HDR 10, and I think it's in 4K even. It's Ooh. at least in 1080. So it's like, oh, this is nice. Um, but yeah, I've looked through a lot of the other stuff. I watched a few Mickey shorts. Had to watch Potato Land. Um, I don't know what did what have you watched so far? So I made uh, a promise. To a friend of mine, uh, my buddy, do you know Josh Taylor from Network 1901? Yeah. So Josh, I love him to death. Josh actually made my Jordan Gasly logo with the, like the Misfits logo that I have with the, it just says Gasly. Yeah, that's right. I remember you Uh, talking about that. And um, so I I love Josh. He's a good friend uh, that I met over the internet and he sent out a tweet. And I can't remember what the tweet said verbatim, so I'm going to paraphrase it. But he said, if you log in to Disney Plus and the first thing you watch is the adventures of uh, the adventures of the gummy bears, what are you doing with your life? And then I replied back. I'm like, well, you know, this is going to happen now. (laughs) And I don't know if he thought that I was serious, but I was totally serious. And so I I woke up. And I downloaded the app on my Apple TV. And uh, I filmed myself doing this. So this will edit, be edited into a vlog at some point. Uh, where I went to the app store, downloaded the app, logged in, 
And then I went directly to Gummy Bears, and I watched the first episode of Gummy Bears yesterday morning before going to work. <laughs> and I thought I would have enough time to uh, watch The Mandalorian before. Unfortunately, I didn't. I actually left a little early because the weather was terrible. Bad weather and Atlanta traffic is just the worst combination. So um, I decided to leave a little bit early to get a leg up on that. And I'm glad I did because traffic was already awful at like 6.15 in the morning. So I watched that and then I got home and I watched... um, I watched The Mandalorian, which I really enjoyed. And then I started to watch... Um, oh, I, I said, told myself, I was like, well, might as well just stream the the rest of the Star Wars movies. Because I was watching my, my Blu-ray disc yeah. for episode one. I'm like, I don't have to go upstairs and get it. So I can just, I can just stream it. And I'm actually really pleasantly surprised and happy with these new HD transfers of yeah, they, uh, the Star Wars films. Uh, I was going to watch empire when i get to that on there just to see since we have a 4k tv it's supposed to be in 4k mm-hmm. and they you can't buy 4k discs of those right now like last jedi is in 4k solos in 4k i think you can get rogue one but i don't have it mm-hmm. um uh yeah so i'm curious to watch that but i am going to watch my Despecialized edition versions of New Hope and Return of the Jedi. Nice. Yeah, I need to. I need to go check those out because you sent me that link. Um, well, Chelsea didn't have a chance to check it out yesterday because she had she worked a really long day yesterday. So when she got home today, we we set up her account, and I asked her what she wanted to watch. So the first thing that she watched was Ask Forky or Forky Ask. Oh, I did watch the Forky Ask the question. Yeah. It was. It was really funny. <laughs> and, uh, I still haven't seen Toy Story 4, so that was my first long-form introduction to Forky, even though I guess oh, it's only man. two minutes. But... It was, yeah, it was cute. It was fun. Um, I wanted to... I was hoping to uh, get in a couple of the, the, the newer Mickey shorts yeah. before she got home from work, but I, I dozed off on the couch Yeah, I, I didn't get to. There's pretty, I'm pretty sure there must be ones on there that I haven't seen. I know when we were still coming here on vacation, when we were staying on property, that's what channel the TV would be on when we were getting ready in the morning was just the Mickey shorts. Yep. So I've seen most of them, but not all of them, because I think there's been at least a few new ones since we've moved here. But So I'm going to have to go back and check that out, because I just watched ones that I watched before, like Potato Land and... Yep. A couple that's of the still, ones that I really like. Still probably my favorite one. It's the best one. Yeah. Thus far. Yeah. Um but yeah, so far I, th- I think it's it's worth seven bucks. I was surprised to see they had the uh the Muppets like ABC s- series that was on a couple of years ago on there. Which I'm not even sure that all the episodes played on ABC. I wanna say that one or two of them didn't. So um, I might have to go back and watch that. I remember there being a season finale. Oh, okay, so maybe they did. Yeah. yeah, because Jack White was on that episode. Maybe I just missed one or two of them. I don't remember. Yeah, Jack White was on the episode, and he did a cover of Stevie Wonder's You Are the Sunshine of My Life. 
And then oh, that's released, right. Yeah, and then he released he a forty-five released... with it. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Okay. Oh, speaking of which, tangent. I saw that someone had re- recommended you that striped podcast, and mm-hmm. you had already listened to it, but I hadn't, and I binged it in the last day and a half. All five of them. It's really good. It is really good. I uh, I've never heard of the the journalist guy who's like the host of the podcast. Yeah. But I'm listening to it, and I'm like, this guy just sounds like a record nerd. Like, I would yeah. – if you didn't tell me that this guy was a a music journalist, I would have said, this guy's totally a music journalist. Like, he just yeah. – like, like, I feel like I know the type. Yeah, it was just fun to listen to and, like, be like, oh, he's talking about the Gories and the Dirt Bombs and mm-hmm. all – and Detroit Cobras and – Oh, God, like, I love the Detroit Cobras so much. There's so many, like, cool bands from that area in that time frame but yeah uh anyway disney plus again but i just i liked that podcast so far yeah the straight podcast is great uh i i definitely recommend it if anyone's a jack white fan but uh yeah they've got all of the muppet movies except for the two that sony owns mm-hmm. the muppets from space and manhattan yep yeah well, there's also like a lot of the um, the specials like the, and stuff. Like, yeah, the made or the straight to video, yeah. whatever. Yeah, which uh, those some of those are really good. And I was kind of sad to see that they haven't put the actual Muppet Show on there. I think the reason for that has to do with maybe music and licensing rights, probably. Because they, they've they still only ever released the first three seasons on yeah, DVD. Yeah, they haven't put the other two out. And it's been the last... Ten the years last, or something almost? Oh, it's, it's been... I think it's been 11 because I think I bought the third season like a couple of months before Chelsea and I started dating. And that oh, was wow. in 2008. Yeah, I need to re-get season one. I guess I don't need to, but I don't have it anymore. Let but, me uh, uh, let me check at the store, and uh, if I have one, I can I can get it super cheap. But yeah, um, and all the vault stuff. That's I mean, all the animated movies pretty much are there. Oh, I started to watch Oliver and Company too, but I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, I don't know what else. What do you, else do you think? I mean, I guess we can start talking about. Oh man, so. Whenever I, I, man, it really sucked yesterday because I had to work both my jobs, and I clocked in at eight in the morning, and I didn't get home until almost ten. So all day, everyone was having fun watching Disney Plus. Meanwhile, I'm working like a sucker, and just wondering what I could be watching on Disney Plus. So, and in fairness, like I had some downtime at the CD store, and I could have. I could have started to watch something on the on the computer, but I didn't want to because I didn't. The speakers in the computer are awful, and I don't want to plug up headphones, and it's a whole thing. And so I at least logged in, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna just start putting stuff that I want to watch yeah. in the watch list, and it's pretty much what what you would you would assume I would be like. I put the X Men cartoon in there. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man. I put Gargoyles. Which, surprisingly, I never watched Gargoyles whenever it was on TV originally. I didn't really very much. I don't know why, it just didn't 
seem to appeal to me all that much, but I know people love it. Yeah, and I didn't... I, I can't say whether or not the show is is good or not, because I never was into it, but I distinctly remember whenever it came out that it, the animation style looked a lot like Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, I was just going to say it kind of has a Bruce Timm vibe. Mm-hmm. And- as much as I love Batman the Animated Series, it's just, like, not what I was looking for from, like, a Disney Afternoon cartoon. I was just kind of like, right. I don't want to watch this. Where's, where's DuckTales and Rescue Rangers and, to a lesser extent, Tailspin? But mm. Goof Troop. Yep. Goof Troop. All those things that you said just were are I put in my, my watch list. Both versions of the DuckTales are in there right now. Um, oh, the something DuckTales that I put movie in there. is on there? Yep. The was the search for the lamp or something yeah. like that. Um, the one thing that is on Disney Plus that I'm really excited to watch is uh, Mr. Boogity. Oh yeah, and and is is it Boogity's Revenge? No, Bride of Boogity. That's the second one. See, I've never seen them, oh. and I know that like last year I was reading a list of like. Something like top ten Halloween specials you didn't know existed or something like that. Well, and that was on there. And the DVD was like super out of print at the time. Yeah. But now I'm like really excited that it's on the streaming service. So in the same vein of uh, your friend wanting you to watch Gummy Bears, Scott Gardner, the, he's on Podcast The Ride, the one that we I had you watch Tricking It to the Treats. Oh, yes. That made that video. So- that was good. was petitioning for people to watch Mr. Boogity as their first thing on Disney Plus on Twitter. Nice. I don't know if you uh, follow Dinosaur Dracula oh, on I do. Twitter. Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, I think that's the first thing he watched. That seems about right up. That That's on brand for Matt, him. Or, if Matt, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's like, that's yeah. pretty on brand for Matt, yeah. Oh, man. He's, yeah. I need to listen to the Purple Stuff podcast about it's, it's Christmas fun. commercials. I haven't listened to the new one that came out. It's fun. Um, I think they have a great podcast, too. So shout out to uh, the Purple Stuff podcast. They will never hear this shout out. <laughs> they probably won't. I know. I, I thought about saying that our, our, our buddy, it's our buddy Brock's birthday from the Brockford Files today as we're recording this. But I don't know if he'd, he'll, he'd ever hear that. Should we sing happy birthday to Brock? I mean, we could, we could. It's it's not it's public domain again, so you could. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, we wouldn't be making money off of it. That's true. We wouldn't anyway. Do you think he'd want us to sing though? I don't know. All right, can we just say happy birthday, Brock? Happy birthday, Brock. All right, happy birthday, Brock. If you want us to sing, um, let us know. Yeah, that'll be five bucks. I'll do it just, for free. Just let us know. Okay. Well, all right, fine. No, I'll do it for free, too. But there's also the Jeff Goldblum show. That looks interesting. Looks quirky. Mm-hmm. As he does. Um, and that Imagineering series I would like to watch, but I have not watched any of yet. I've heard is good so far from people was, that have watched it. I was thinking about watching it tonight whenever I got home from work, um, but I didn't. Because I fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> um, and then, then there's like, is the new season of Clone Wars up or is it coming? 
Uh, I think it's not out until February, but oh, okay. everything else for Clone Wars is up. It's up, yeah. I wasn't. I looked at the seasons, but I wasn't sure how many there were because I've only watched like sporadic episodes. Mm-hmm. One of these days, I'll have to like dive in and actually start I watching believe, it. Believe, if I'm not mistaken, there were six proper seasons, and, and then, then... The... no, excuse me, and then the Disney acquisition happened. So there were a handful of unfinished episodes, and then they just ended up finishing those and then releasing them as, like, the lost episodes or something. On Netflix or something? Yeah. Yeah. And now it's not on Netflix anymore on Disney+, Plus, mm-hmm. and they're getting one more season. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I mean, I've really only heard good things in the episodes I've seen I, I liked, so... And... This showrunner of that directed the first episode of The Mandalorian. Whew! Man, and it was so good. It's really good. It's a lot of fun. Do we want to dive into The Mandalorian? Hey, let's talk about The Mandalorian. All right, so before we dive into The Mandalorian... Um, actually, no, wait, hold on. I w- did want to mention something oh, yeah. else. Go for it. Uh, some, somebody pointed out, and it was a big thing on Twitter yesterday, uh, whenever they were watching... This this new version of or not new version oh of, yeah yeah of a new hope, so we all know the infamous uh, Han and Greedo scene and how in the original trilogy the theatrical release of Sean or Sean uh, Han just shot Greedo in cold blood for trying to collect a bounty, and then during the special editions somehow Greedo shoots first with that really awful animation of Han yeah, moving his head very bad yeah. And then in in the Blu-ray, they kind of made the timing a little bit better to where it looks like they shoot at the same time, but we know what's really, like, it's already been tainted. We already know what's going on. Um, So apparently, in this this streaming version of Star Wars A New Hope, Han and Greedo have their exchange, and uh, right before they shoot, Han always says, I... You know, I bet you have, and then the gunfire exchange, yeah. right? So in this one, it cuts back to Greedo with no subtitles, and he just utters a word, what sounds like McClunky. Which I stand by. This is George Lucas's secret coded message to Macaulay Culkin. McClunky Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard when you sent that tweet to me. <laughs> um, but have you heard the other thing? Oh, no. Pointed out, which is someone that I, I don't know them personally, but I know people that know them weirdly. That's a big person in the Star Wars like online thing. Uh, Brian Young is his name. Pointed out that uh, Sebulba says McClunky to young Anakin in episode one. <laughs> Really? Yes. So it's like not the first time that word has been uttered. So, okay. I was talking with with one of my coworkers today, and I told him about this scene. And this dude finds the humor in just about every movie you you can think of. And he's like, all right, I'm ready for them to just explain that word to me now. Like, 
what solo sequel is somebody going to call him McClunky and it's just going to be a word that he, you know, was insulted with. And now we have an explanation for this one scene that happens 20 years after the fact. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know what? I never thought of that. But now that you say it out loud, I can definitely see that being a thing that somebody would try to write into a Star Wars novel or like make it canon. Yeah, it's funny that and this change that no one had seen until now apparently is something that George Lucas did right before he sold all the Lucasfilm stuff to Disney. So it's something that's been floating around for like seven years, but they Uh haven't released a new version of the movie yet. That's weird. Wait, hold on. They just reissued them all on Blu-ray yeah. like about a month ago. I wonder if it's on that version of that Blu-ray. Uh, I don't know. I saw the packaging for all of them, but you'd think someone would have brought it up before now. I didn't even think about that. Mm. You know what? I bet they're the same discs, just in new packaging. Well, I... I don't think like the not, same special features are on there. Not the same discs that like <gasps> when I have, because we mm-hmm. have the complete saga box. Right. But those other smaller boxes that just have like the like the prequel set or the the original trilogy sets. Those are the maybe? same discs that are in the big one. Oh, are they? Yeah, the only yeah, the only the special difference... features are on the other discs. Yeah. The only difference is that we have this if you bought like the complete six movie set, you got three bonus discs. Yeah. And you didn't get those discs in the smaller sets. But the actual movie <clears throat> discs are the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I don't know, but the thing that I read first about it said that it is a George Lucas change, but it just it hadn't come to light until now. That's really funny. I'm into that. Like I'm Maybe like, that's part of the fact that they're the 4K versions that are up there, I don't know. Maybe maybe this is just George Lucas's continuous joke on us. And he it knows what be. he's doing. And in that case, I have to respect the hustle. Because I know he's not, like, hands-on with things as much now, but he's still, like... I know he helped with Sky- Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And there's pictures of him on the set with Dave Filoni and Catherine, uh, Catherine Kennedy on the Mandalorian set, so, like, he's around still. Mm-hmm. They're still asking Papa George some questions. <laughs> McClunky. But, yeah, McClunk- McClunky. I also think it's hilarious how the second somebody figured it out or saw that and put it on the internet, it just blew up. Me. So many people changed their Twitter handle or their Twitter names to, like, McClunky... Or what in some form, like incorporate the word McClunky in, uh, you know, yeah. I'm naming this episode McClunky. That's Mc- fine. McClunky that Plus. Like, yes, McClunky Plus. I like McClunky it. Plus. That's, that's the name of this episode. Um, yeah, I thought it was hilarious how it just exploded into a meme immediately. Now I'm wondering, since the uh, prequels are in 4K... Will that make the aging CGI effects look even worse? Probably. Because I was watching the Blu-rays. I can tell you that the uh, the CG in uh, Attack of the Clones today 
did not hold up. Yeah, it's it looks pretty bad. Yeah. You know what? One wouldn't get a special edition of those where they just up update the CG because I feel like I wouldn't be mad at that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's not a lot you can do to the actual story and performances to make them better, but oh, at no. least make them no. look better. No. But I mean, listen, George, Papa George made a choice, 99, 2002, and 2005, to go hard on the CG. So if you're going to, you know, give us special editions of something, at least make the CG look better. Yeah, bring bring it up to contemporary oh, standards. Yeah, because especially Phantom Menace, I mean, it's 20 years old now but oh my god it looks bad mm. so much of it looks very very bad they look like like the droid troopers like walking down the nabu street looks like a bad screensaver from 15 years ago mm-hmm. it's, it's it's pretty bad but anyway um but mandalorian yes so let's loop it looping it back around to to something that was amazing so from this point on we will be talking Mandalorian, and we will be talking spoilers. So if you haven't seen the Mandalorian, you, you might on watching it. Yeah, you might want to uh, skip to the end of this podcast, or just wait for the next episode. I'm not too sure. Your your choice. I'm not going to dictate how you listen to podcasts. But uh, yeah, even if you haven't been a Star Wars fan, if you like a westerny type of story, then maybe you'd like this anyway because it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Space Ooh. Western. Kinda. That uh that nice uh open of just him going into uh that snowy town. And the cantina in the snowy town. Yep. Collecting the bounty on uh, I guess whatever that creature or uh alien was. I, I didn't I didn't catch the name. I don't know. It was Horatio Sands, which I appreciated, but I don't oh, know is it. that who Horatio Sands was? Yeah. Okay, excellent. That makes a lot more sense now. Okay. And he and he was really funny. Like it was, was yeah. He was pretty funny. Uh super awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to bribe him to not take him back as a bounty and trying to escape and stuff, but yeah. It was funny. But um yeah, let's. The Mandalorian is, uh, I believe, you said something to the effect of that he kicked around whatever uh, Boba Fett did in all the movies in the one episode. Yeah, the crap so out of his. I made I made the joke a couple weeks ago that the Mandalorian did more in two trailers than Boba Fett did in an entire trilogy of movies. Just. Fair. And then I said, uh, after I watched the episode, I said, uh, "Hold on, I'll, I'm going to read it verbatim. <laughs> Let me pull it up. It's uh, it's got some profane language in it. So uh, if you're under 18, cover your ears or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Ask your parents before listening to the Magic Assy Power Hour. Um, I'm getting there. I'm getting there." Still getting there. He's working on opening Twitter. 
to the right we yep and now i can't now i now twitter is like not being uh cooperative with me and uh it's freezing up oh i said uh okay so after i watched it i said uh seriously seriously though the mandalorian just came out and dick slapped boba fett's entire reputation <laughs> that's what it was <laughs> Because he is kind of similar in Boba Fett, where he doesn't speak a whole lot, at least in the helmet, which is the whole thing in this. Um, but yeah, he's he's just cooler. I don't know. So I mean, potentially he has a lot more to do, so it's more yeah. interesting. And I I also think it's really weird how uh, Boba Fett had this like cult of Fett created around him because his first appearance was in the holiday special. He was utilized in empire as the guy who took away Han Solo. And then of course he's in Jabba's palace, but I always thought it was hilarious how people got really into him when he only has like what less than three minutes of screen time, maybe around there. Yeah. Like, and then in the context, three to five minutes between all of it. Let's be generous and say five to six. Okay, let's say he has five to six minutes. Both movies. And then he gets beaten by a blind Han Solo on accident. And dies in the Sarlacc pit. Yes. And then, of course, this is where all of the Boba Fett fanboys then tell me, well, have you read the books? He got out of the Sarlacc pit, and then he became a badass, and he had a whole line of books. I'm like, I don't care about that because that doesn't exist anymore. That's nonsense. Like, go away. If you like it, cool. Good for you. Yeah. That's not I'm canon. Not, I'm not, yeah. I and, and here's the deal. I don't even really care about canon because... Me neither, honestly. Like, canon is like... Everything is canon until somebody decides it's not canon anymore, and then they replace it with a new canon. Well, and, like, like, it's like, you know, disliking the new movies or whatever doesn't make the old movies go away. So if you like the old movies, great. I like the old movies, too. But Right. I don't know. Anyway. But I I didn't feel that badassery from Boba Fett that I feel from... The Mandalorian. Uh, the Mandalorian. And then, like, it... You you hear stories about how people from Mandalore are just all badasses, and you and you see that with Sab, uh, Sabine Wren in, in the Rebels. Rebels cartoon. Yeah, but man, like this dude was ruthless, and I was really into it. Like he made me interested in the Mandalorians. Yeah, and he is he does carry around the weird gun from the holiday special cartoon. Oh yes. So there is some fan servicey things in this, but I don't think they're like to the point where it's too much. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're like horribly overt like that gun. Like not mm-hmm. everyone's going to know that. And they also mentioned a specific holiday, the greatest holiday in all of the universe and the galaxy. Horatio Sands Gil Blue Man character made a reference to Life Day. I was so happy. Like, that made... Like, I was already sold. Like, I was like, alright, I'm on board. And then he said that, and I'm like, okay, now I have to watch every episode of this. Because now they have to pay off on Life Day at some point. Please. Please I do. I hope so. Please. Where's my Life Day overlay for Batu? I've been saying that for a year. <laughs> before Batu was even open. 
But uh, yeah, um, the dude Horatio Sands tries to escape, gets thrown into carbonite. Was neat. Was fun beginning. Um, but yeah, the casting on this is real interesting. Like mm-hmm. Carl Weathers. Yep. Being the dude he gets bounties from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Werner Herzog. Which I it was a little unclear to me. Maybe I'll go back and rewatch it. But like, so he. He takes the bounty, but the bounty is off the books. And then he goes to uh, to see the man about the bounty, and he enters a room with nothing but just beaten up stormtroopers. Yeah, they looked rough. Yeah, so am I to just assume that Werner Herzog's character is a former Imperial? I, th- I think it's still the Empire, like, whatever remains of it. So okay. It's kind of... They never said post Jedi. Did uh, they? No, they haven't yet. Okay. Huh. Um, but then there's some sort of doctor with him, uh, and he gets told that there's a 50 year old person that's the bounty. Mm-hmm. And oh wait, hold on, we skipped over a great cameo by Brian Posehn. Oh, we did. Another oh, good man. cameo, and he yeah. is really good. He's funny. I mean, he was only there for like three minutes, maybe. Yeah. Oh man, should have taken his own advice. Stayed should off the have ice. Stayed off the ice. Yep. But yeah, he's great. I was sad when his character died because I'm just like, okay, well, he's gone. Yeah, I, w- I was kind of hoping that he would end up being a recurring character, but then I saw that happen. I was like, oh. I feel like I felt sad for Brian Bosain. <laughs> like I, I just saw his, I know, his tweet about it. Did you see his tweet about it? No, I didn't. Oh, he was really stoked still, like tweeting like I'm in my man cave or whatever, watching myself become canon in Star Wars. And he's just grinning with the the TV on behind him with him on the screen. I cannot wait for that action figure to come out. Yeah, I hope it, they make some sort of action figure for him. I hope they give him a land speeder too. Like he's one of oh the God. bigger. Yeah, that would be amazing. Beat up, sparking bad land speeder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, um, can we talk about how like how much I love the fact that they went hard on practical effects on this? Yeah, there's not. I mean, there is CGI, but it's more like to just kind of enhance things as opposed to making things totally out of CGI, Mm. which I like that they did. They've seemed to pretty much do that with everything that's come out post Disney acquisition. And I know there are people that don't love these movies and things that came that are not George straight up George, but whatever. Right. But yeah, it's just kind of to enhance like some of the makeup and like, that the star like the space effects things and stuff like that right but everything else seems pretty practical which i enjoy as well um so he finds out about his bounty yep and is off to another planet yep planet i didn't catch the name of the planet either yeah, i don't, I don't know if they said it or not i'm not sure if they said it or not and comes upon another creature and another interesting guest star of it that I didn't realize who it was at first. Do you know who this guy was? Wait, are we talking about the guy that taught him how to ride yes, the, uh, the the little blurb. the blurg? Yeah. Uh, no, who was it? It's Nick Nolte. Oh, 
I saw his name in the credits. And I was trying to figure out who it was. Yeah, I wasn't sure at first either. And then when I realized it was like I'd seen someone post a picture or something, I'm like, oh, it does look like him from like the eyes up. That's weird. Oh. Or like the nose up. But he's got all the prostheses like on the bottom. Damn. All right, I have to go so, back yeah, and rewatch I've it. I've got this, some crazy like guest star cameo things going on in it. Um but he's like a rancher kind of dude mm-hmm. that helps the Mandalorian figure out like how to ride a blurg, which is a weird kind of looks like a do back sort of. Yeah, it's uh, I don't even know how to describe what it looks like. Which is it's like a a do back kind of, but like not as long and only like runs on two legs, I think. It's but, um, if if a tadpole was giant and it had T Rex arms and legs and giant eyes and teeth. Kinda, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm. But the old man on the planet tells him that he, like he needs to learn how to ride one to get to where the bounty is. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, you know, I mean, old western. I think it's you know supposed to be the space western and him learning from like an old cowboy or something. Because once they do ride to the area that he need to get to, it's just like, he could have just probably flown his ship there. Right. <laughs> but whatever. Um, and so the old man shows him where he needs to go. And then there's a bunch of dudes that kind of look like a Bosque. Yep. Like, I'm assuming they're the same race but i don't know i'm bad i don't know a lot of the actual character or yeah, race names either. it's fine steve will yell at us on twitter yeah, for, steve not will yell at us for not knowing that what the hammerhead's real name is and what bosk's race really is mm-hmm. um, and then we get a droid ig11 ig11 not ig88 but ig11 no i Man, so, all right, here's the deal. I've read, like, the old stories of uh, IG-88, and I know, because I don't know if you you played the old Shadows of the Empire for the 64. A little, but I never finished the whole thing. All right, so he IG-88 was actually a boss in, a, in that game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and he was really hard. So, like, the... In Star Wars canon, the IG droids, the bounty droids, are just really difficult to destroy. And um, and you actually got to see it firsthand why. Because you saw IG-88 in Empire, but you never saw him in action. Yeah, he was pretty static for the most part in right. Empire. But I absolutely love how this droid moved. Like, all of, like, his joints and how he moved in order to hit his targets. Like, it was weird that it was precise, but also, like, clunky and awkward at the same time. Oh, man. Yeah, like, I... I can't... I don't even know how I would describe it. Like, I think you did I think you did a pretty good job, way better than I would, at trying to describe it, but... I was... Like, I just found myself in awe. I'm like, oh, is that how an IG droid moves? Because that's really badass. It's pretty cool. 
and he's sort of goofy, and he's Taika Waititi. Yeah, I did pick up on that, and I was really happy about that, so... Ah. And they kind of fight off the uh, Bosque dudes, except that uh, IG-11 thinks that they're going to they keep thinking that they're going to be killed and he starts auto like self-destructing numerous times <laughs> stop that <laughs> i'm gonna initiate my self-destruct now no <laughs> we're gonna shoot our way out of it but so uh yeah it's it, it's it's pretty good i i really loved the one scene after they finished killing off everybody on the outside and they're like well our bounty's on the inside there. How are we going to get in? And then the camera uh, angle changes, and you both see them turn and look at the cannon. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just use the cannon to blow the door open. I was like, oh, that was a really good shot. I love that. Oh, man. So yeah, they bust just... down the door, and, uh, and then they uh, find their bounty. They don't see a person in there. But the little device is reading a life form. And there's sort of a weird space bassinet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That they open, and there's a little creature inside there. And it's an adorable little creature. And it was supposedly 50 years old. But, you know, some people, like, when they die and they're 900 years old, look good as them you wish you will, or something mm-hmm. like that. I yeah. can't remember. <laughs> Whatever the quote is. Um, but it's when 900 what... years you are, <laughs> look this good, you will not, or something like that. When 900 years you reach. Um, but right, so it's so we see this as a very young, whatever race Yoda is. Because uh, they've never really addressed what his race is. No. And I have a feeling that that's exactly what this show is going to do. And now I've seen other people's list read other people's thoughts and and that it's there's yaddle yoda and yaddle so yeah so there was another figure at some point in time of a character named yaddle and she's yeah a female one and she's in phantom menace but then kind of disappears after that right and uh but those are the only two that I think have been or at least have been referenced. Uh, yeah. As far as like but again, there's no there's no name for whatever like alien race or species that Yoda is. So I think people just call it like Yoda race, I guess, for right now. But I've seen things where people think that that's maybe Yaddle's baby. Um, okay. Or Yoda and Yaddle's baby, maybe. Because um, if it's 50, it still would have been born in the time frame that Yoda was still alive. Because this it would is have only been born like, in the... uh, yeah. like three or eight years or something after uh, Jedi. I think it's five. Okay. I, th- I, th- I, think, I think it's somewhere between there. I could be wrong. I don't remember exactly. Steve will correct us on that, yeah. too. Um, so if it's all right, let's say it's five, and if it's fifth, if the baby's fifty, then theoretically, Yoda would have 
been unfaithful to the Jedi Order That's and had true. a child while he was That's still a, true. while he was still a Je- Jedi. Or maybe that's maybe it isn't his. I don't know, but yeah. that's maybe that's why Yaddle disappeared to go be mom to the baby. Right. Also, I don't. Why can't more of them just exist, not related exactly. to Yoda? That's true. Like, yeah. Well, and then I've also heard, I, like, I watched a video today where they were talking about it and trying to connect it to Last or Rise of Skywalker. As um, like um, the Empire wanting the bounty on it, dead or alive, to dis- to study it and figure out how to revive Palpatine or clone Palpatine with their Force powers or whatever. And I'm just like, but at the end, they're also like, but I kind of hope that that's not it. You know, I hope it's actually independent from the movie and it doesn't try and tie itself back in. Which huh. yeah. I'm fine either way, as long as it's done well. But I almost kind of hope that it doesn't necessarily tie back into the main storyline, because it just gives it more freedom to do whatever. Yeah. yeah, it gives the Mandalorian the freedom to be the Mandalorian. Like it's a big galaxy; not everything's connected. Not everything's related to one family. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem seeing, like, since he's a Mandalorian, seeing, like, Sabine or something like that, like, show up. That would be, in a live-action way, that would be kind of cool, but... I think that would be cool, too. But I don't feel like it needs to get any more connected than that. Because one thing I got from rewatching the prequels is just, like, how dopey some of the things are. That, like, you know, when Luke buys... R2 and 3PO, like, like, wouldn't Owen know 3PO? He lived, like, mm-hmm. he married, or, I mean, his dad married Jimmy Skywalker, or, like, you know, yeah. she became his, his mom, yeah. and C-3PO was living with them. <laughs> yeah. R2 no, wasn't, a, but point. C-3PO was, and I'm yeah. just like... That's stupid. How does he not know who C-3PO is? Right. Like, he lived with him, like, as a kid. So it's just, like, when you try and entangle things too much, like, dopey things happen. Right. Right. No, that's a very good point. Yeah, as I'm watching again, I'm like, oh, yeah, C-3PO lived with them. So, like, how does he not know who he is 15 years later or 20 years later or whatever? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the one that my stepbrother built and lived in my mom's, lived in our house with my mom. So I don't know. That's weird. Or you can get nitpicky and be like, you know, Obi Wan said that your dad was a great pilot when he met him, but he was a little kid. But whatever, it right. doesn't matter. He still was kind of a pilot because pod racing, and I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So there's a Yoda baby. And, and it it's was adorable. Adorable. How how long do you think it's going to be until uh, Disney capitalizes off that and makes a whole bunch of plushes? Not too long. Like, maybe by the time the season's over. The season's only eight episodes, so two months. Okay. And technically, you're getting two episodes this week because another one pops up on Friday. 
and then it's okay. going weekly after that instead of two a week. So I say, like, I wouldn't be shocked if they had stuff out for Christmas, just, but I feel like also they don't want to spoil it for people that don't watch it immediately. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of time, but it'll happen. You'll be able to get a cute baby Yoda. I was really happy that I was able to um, avoid any of the spoilers. Yeah, I did for that the end of that episode. I didn't know what was going on when I watched it. Thankfully, yes, yeah, I and also like I love the fact. Well, one that ending just made me even more intrigued. Like, okay, you just like, showed where is me this gonna go next? that. Yeah, what is gonna happen next? But I also like the fact, like you you mentioned a second ago, that they're doing weekly episodes. Like, I like the fact that I can't binge it. Like, I love I love the fact of being able to watch one episode and let me sit on that episode until the next one comes out. Like, I don't like the instant gratification of Netflix is fine sometimes. Yeah. But I, I really like this format. And I also realize that they're doing it because that they get our eight dollars a month or seven dollars a month longer for at least two months. Yeah, for that. But I, I like I like the fact that I can watch it. And not have to try to keep up with everyone else who's trying to binge it and not have to um, avoid. avoid all the spoilers. Yeah. Now, I would assume they're coming out on Fridays. So, you know, Friday. You can watch it on a Friday or a Saturday or something mm-hmm. relatively quickly after. So you don't have to avoid spoilers for a long amount of time. Because, yeah, I think they did a really good job. I think, like, uh, John Favreau wrote the first episode and is the showrunner. And then you got Filoni that directed the first episode, which I think it's his first time directing live action stuff. I think so, too. Which, it was really good. Uh, but I think Taika Waititi's directing one. So that can be that could be interesting. Forget there. I think there's another couple of bigger name people directing episodes too. Wait, oh, excuse me. Um, funny Dave Filoni story. Uh, back in May, when Disneyland's um, Galaxy's Edge was opening, uh, I was watching uh, Tim Tracker's video, and he was there. He was doing a live stream from the media day. So it was like yeah. the day before it opened. Yeah. And he's just that. he's just walking around, not doing in like you know, he he's going into the the Millennium Falcon and like Tony Baxter's sitting there and you know, he points out Tony Baxter and a couple other imagineers, but there was one one part or part of the video where he was just kind of like turning and Dave Filoni walks out of one of the shops. And looks directly at Tim Tracker's camera, and then just kind of keeps walking. He had a couple of cast members with him, yeah, as well, like a couple of the plaids, uh, the people, the guys that wear the or yeah. the cast members that wear the plaid uh, vests or shirts. And um, and I was like, wait a minute, that was Dave Filoni. Like, why is that not a bigger deal to everyone else that's around? <laughs> that you're in Star Wars land, yeah, uh, yeah, like. And I know, like, especially if he addressed it, because I saw part of that stream, but I didn't see the part where he was in the Millennium Falcon. But, you know, uh, seeing 
Tony, that would make me like, okay, I want to go talk to him. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's like the other Imagineer that's still alive. Well, Bob Gurr too. I guess to a, an extent as well that I would like to meet. Because, hey, I got to meet one of the ones that I really wanted to meet. Oh, but yeah, Tony and Bob Gurr would be the other two that are still alive. That's yeah, that's pretty cool. Was uh, wait, who was the one that you you met? I got to meet Joe Rody. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. I totally knew that. Um, I, but like I, I would did... like to meet Rolly Crump. Yeah, is Rolly Crump still alive? Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember that. Oh yeah, I would like to meet Rolly Crump because I know X died a couple of years ago. And Mark Davis has been gone for a while. Uh, yeah. But uh, I did remember seeing in that Tim Tracker stream, like, the part of it I saw, because someone, like, reposted it. It's like, he kind of just walked right in front of uh, Ben Schwartz and... Uh, Horatio Sands. Or Horatio Sands, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because they were uh, building a droid. Or wait. No, it was no. not Horatio Sands. It was Bobby Moynihan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two of the duck. The, the nephews. Yes, yes, yes. Bobby. Yes, they were building Bobby droids, Moynihan. and he kind of, like, walked in the middle of what they were doing and just kept on walking. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I do remember that. But, um, yeah, so far, uh, I'm curious to see how, well, how the, the Mandalorian keeps going, but in general, how long... The Disney Plus thing will stay at seven dollars because that that is going to go up. Uh, yeah, and I actually ended up bundling it with my Hulu today. Oh, okay, which was super easy, by the way. I thought that I would have to cancel Hulu and then re-sign up, but they just said, "Hey, do you have a Hulu account? Click here," and then they told me to log in and like, "Cool, we'll just email you and let you know what, that your billing has changed." So all I had to do was just log in. After clicking a link, and, and it's it like, was it was like it's yeah. like thirteen bucks or something. Yeah, it's twelve ninety nine. You get Hulu, Disney Plus, and you also get ESPN. Uh, I'm probably not going to utilize the ESPN too much uh, outside of the baseball season. Yeah, um, but I'm paying six dollars for Hulu and seven dollars for Disney. So I was paying $13 already. So it's not like yeah, I and get something I was, extra, so if I was paying for Hulu, I would it would probably be an easier just yes to me. But I'm using like my dad's Hulu account, so we don't <laughs> pay for Hulu. No. It's like well, he yeah. uses our Netflix account and we use his Hulu account. Um so I don't know. I'm I'm sure we'll probably eventually pay for it because I do want to see all of Mandalorian. I do. I would like to keep watching some of the other things that I've missed, like the Ducktales new episodes. And there is so much random old, like '60s and '70s movies and stuff on there. I mean, it's not a complete Disney catalog, but there's a lot of stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um. So far, six ninety nine totally seems worth it. It kind of seems like a steal if you don't have a lot of those movies that go in and out of print on Blu-ray and DVD. Um, 
I was talking to Brian that, while well, responding to something, Brian uh, that does Orlando, Orlando Theme Park 360 about like the price thing, and he said, "Well, I think people will just get both, like Netflix and and this." And I said, "Yeah, right now, but there will be a point in time where they raise this price. Like seven dollars is to get everyone to join, which they got ten million or ten million subscribers on day one." Which is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know Netflix keeps just like gently, like it used to be like six or seven dollars, and now if you have like the four K one, it's like fourteen dollars. Mm-hmm. It's like twice what it used to be. I don't um, even have the four K, and I'm paying twelve ninety nine just for my standard Netflix. Yeah, I get it with my phone. Like, it's included in our cell phone bill. Like, we get it for free. But mm-hmm. I pay the extra, like, $3 to get it to be the 4K one that has more logins. Because, like, multiple members of my family use it. Mm-hmm. Like, both my parents use mine. And I think my cousin uses it occasionally, too. So, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how long it stays $7. And now it makes me wonder if, like, the people that bought three years are going to be thankful for that in a year. If it goes up more, because they already are saving money buying three years of it at once, but they're locked into that price for three years. Mm-hmm. That's probably was a smart decision. There's also, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what the first load of content drop-off is going to be. Yeah. Like when they take stuff down for a while, because I'm sure, because it launched with a ton of stuff. Yeah. There's a very good chance that they're going to go back and, like, recurate some of that stuff and be like, all right, we're going to take these movies down for X amount of months, put them back up for, you know, however long. Uh, And also, like, some of, like, the stuff that's not on there now, which you're pretty hard-pressed to find something that isn't on there. I mean, obviously, they're not putting Song of the South on there, and for, for yeah. very good reason. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I, I, like, I'd feel good yeah, about go, uh, having... If you haven't, go watch our buddy Sean Negro Orlando's video about why it's not on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, it was a good video. It's a good I like that one a lot. Um, um, but I the know great Condor Man Chase. isn't on it. Yeah, Condor Man's not on it. Uh, the Great Locomotive Chase isn't on it. Okay, I didn't know that. Which one is was kind of it. surprising, um, but then I'm, the more I'm thinking about it, like, is it surprising? And I like, I slightly surprised, half surprised, maybe. And I do still find the rebranding of some of the things that aren't weren't actually Disney to start out with, and maybe they aren't hitting that as hard. But when they were posting all the things that were coming to Disney Plus like a month ago or whatever, when the Twitter account was posting all of them that they posted Disney's miracle on 34th street. And it's like, mm-hmm. mm, but is it though? Right. I mean, you own it now, but it was a Fox thing. Right. Same so, thing with, uh, like sound of music. It's Disney's sound of music. Now <laughs> I, I was like, it's like, okay. Like, I know you own the Fox stuff. But it's like smack dab right next to like Mary Poppins. And I'm like, I see what you're trying to do. You like this one. Then maybe you like this one. Yeah. Or maybe you've seen both of them, but you want to rewatch them now. But yeah, I, I, I think it's off to a good start so far. 
I agree. I'm into it. Well, we're about at an hour and sixteen. You wanna do you wanna land this turkey? Let's do, let's do it. You know. All right, man. Sounds yeah. good. Do you want me to go for it? Uh, I'll let you do it. Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Magic Ghastly Power Hour. Um, before you go, if I can get you to do me a really big favor. Again, uh, we haven't said this in a while, but we are part of the uh, the Diz Twits network with our, um, our sister podcasts, uh, Disney at a Distance. And I believe Disney T with V is uh, still on the network. I don't know that she is anymore. Is she? I don't well, think, I think she's putting out her podcasts separately now. But, oh, okay. But we but still you know, love Victoria. I'm go, gonna go ahead and give her a shout out, out anyway. anyway. Yeah. But uh, we're still great. on the same feed. We're still on the same feed with um, Disney at a distance. So you subscribe to one feed, you get uh, that podcast, you get this podcast. Um, we would absolutely love it if you would go to iTunes. And just leave us a review. Uh, if you want to leave a review for both shows in general, or if you want to do specifically one for Disney at a Distance, or specifically specifically one for uh, us here, uh, Jeremy and myself, at the Magic Gasly Power Hour, uh, we would really appreciate it. Um, so thank you for that. And you know what? If you, uh, if you leave uh, a review, we'll give you a shout-out, and we'll even uh, read the review uh, on, on the podcast. Why not? Because we love you guys. Yeah, five stars only. <laughs> um, so, Jeremy, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you before we sign off? Well, uh, yeah. I, I have a YouTube channel with my other half, Miss Kara, um, called Magic Geekdom, where you can find us on YouTube and Instagram. And we have a Facebook group if you want to join that. Um, and there's also Twitter, which we're just Magic Geekdom, because someone has the Magic Geekdom, and she doesn't use it very often. How oh, rude. I know. Rude. But, but how about yourself, sir? Uh, you can find me on all of the social medias. Uh, Twitter and Instagram are the ones I'm usually on the most. You can just find me. Just type Jordan Gasly. I'm the only Jordan Gasly, so you'll be able to find me pretty easy. I do have a Facebook page for Jordan Gasly. I only use it to share the videos from the YouTube page mainly, but that's out there if you want to go and give it a thumbs up or a like. Uh, and, of course, the YouTube page, you can just uh, go ahead and type in Jordan Gasly. And as of recording right now, I am only three subs away from 300. So go, if somebody, if three, be those three, three of you, people. if three of you would like to go and sub to my channel, it would be great to get over 300. Yeah, go go watch still... it. He makes fun videos. Oh, thank you, buddy. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'm actually editing the our aquarium video right now, so I'm a oh, little behind. Nice. So uh, hopefully that'll hopefully that'll be out around the same time this podcast gets gets released. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it. So that's where you can find us on social media. And uh, as always, it's a trap.